Welcome to the My Journey podcast, the place where I document my freelance journey and with the help of my good friend Tom Scott, we discuss a whole range of business related topics. We do this by randomising subjects, interviewing incredible guests and answering your questions. But as ever, we start by catching up on what we've been up to since we were last around the mic. So Tom, what have you been up to since a fortnight ago? Since a fortnight ago. So um, I'm off the back of the exam, which I spoke about last time. Uh, yeah. I had a lovely week off. Absolutely lovely week off. Uh, I know that sounds weird considering I was off for God knows how many months. But yeah, great great time off. little uh, trip away to Centre Parks, trying out my new GoPro. That was good. Got some... Good 4K quality. Well, I say GoPro, cheap GoPro. Um, <laughs> but it's about 30 quid off Amazon. It's classed as one of their best sellers, and I would 100% recommend. Only issue been getting the videos from my camera to my iPhone has been a pain. Right, okay. It was memory card from the camera to the laptop to Google Drive to my iPhone to find out it's in the wrong format, so it's just the video sits as a standard <laughs> image, to then get a converter app on my phone, to convert it, to then save it back into the photos on my phone, to then have <laughs> the video, which is all well and good, until you have 50 videos. Yeah. And it takes a bit of time. But this is the yeah. issue with Apple. This is the issue with Apple. They the yeah. try and restrict you to what you can use, and oh, just... incompatible with everything else, unfortunately. That is the issue. Small gripe with Apple as well. There's been a new iOS update out for probably about a week, two weeks now. And my phone right. tells me every, every night it's going to install it. And every morning I wake up and it's not installed. So I don't know what's going on there. But I'm now at the point where I'm adamant I'm not going to manually install it myself. I'm going to make the phone do it. <laughs> so I'll hold out until then. <laughs> and you've been up to, you say you've been doing the filming and with the GoPro and stuff. I saw you'd got a new yeah. desk as well. Ah. Yes, um, nice wooden desk to fit in uh, with a colour scheme going on in the rest of this room. Um, but two reasons for the desk. One was with everything we've been doing, I kind of wanted a nice setup. It was a nice little space when I did have a desk here for a small amount of time to just come get away, just use that. Yeah. That's your space, you leave everything there, better than the uh, dining room table. And then um, also from Monday, we're working from home some days a week now in the office. Right, okay. Um, alternate on and off. Don't quite agree with the schedule, but that's that's enough on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll get very used to me messaging, saying, I'm in the office today, now I'm not tomorrow, then I'm back, now I'm not. And I've, I've said I'm going to turn up on the wrong day, but yeah, yeah that's, that's how it is. Uh, but yeah, new desk means more space to just crack on with some editing really which is the only other thing i've really been up to a bit of filming bit of editing and hoping just to keep progressing with it that's good and i know it's something you've mentioned before about wanting to get into like a bit more editing and and stuff like that and like we've said on the podcast we can only really heed our own advice which is to get better at stuff you just got to do it you You just got to crack on and give it a go so yeah it's good to see you doing that well, that's the thing now. It's like with everything we've been doing since June is when we actually started. Yeah. Um, we're nearly in October, so I'm classing that as five months of using editing software. So yeah. move from iMovie to Shotcut, and I'm look, still looking at getting um, a whole Adobe package. 
So I'm hoping, right, okay. co- hoping come next June, I can actually put on a CV. I've got the year of using software as editing because that can only help in the future if I actually move into something like that. Yeah, it'd be interesting if anyone who's listening has got any um, experience of using any of them platforms, if they could let us know which which platform they recommend, a different, especially for different budgets as well, because like, I've looked at editing software before and it's just been like for little clips for social media, nothing too crazy, but yeah. it can get quite expensive. So if anyone's got like budget versions that they recommend, that would be really cool to hear about because I, I think there's definitely a a demand for it out there so if anyone's got any experience yeah please yeah budget and also the strain that it takes on your laptop as well because some of them yeah when you are rendering videos does take a big strain i've had it once or twice where the software's crashed just because my laptop just can't handle it so the best of both worlds for that yeah it'd be great to hear yeah definitely um talking of youtube i've been trying to step up my youtube game a little bit um <laughs> we have the Main this episode of the podcast will go out on my YouTube channel, then my solo episodes, which are more tailored towards YouTube, but you'll still hear them in audio version. Um, they go out, and then I try and do one other video as well. Um, so so far I've covered, oh, I forget what I've actually covered: business books, Gym Sharks, Rise, and then this latest one is about um, whether or not the Tories are trying to annoy you with their marketing tactics um, i try not to get political in it um but it's um uh, yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it as well like we're doing the tom and matt take on stuff which is really fun but that from like a business and like just picking out cool stuff that i see and diving into it is is really fun as well um yeah but yeah i could, I could do some editing software for that definitely definitely yeah <laughs> well it's been it's been entertaining watching some of them i haven't seen your latest one um but I've enjoyed everything else you've filed so far. That's good. That's good. Well, if you've, um, I'm going to start bringing it into the newsletter as well. I think I've not, I've not really got a, at the moment in the newsletter. There's the blog, at the podcast, my like a bit of an update on where I'm at, and then news. Um, I'm thinking of bringing in the if I can keep it up, bringing in a section for the YouTube for my YouTube oh. channel as well to try and yep. give it some more exposure. Um, but yeah, that's it's. Uh, I, I I just love doing stuff like that, you know, like the like random bits, you know, like oh, spotting yeah. stuff. Which I think we're gonna come on to at the end as well. This episode, at the end of this episode, we're gonna recommend a couple of things we've seen that we think everyone else should be checking out. So they're the, they're the bits I love discovering and yeah. reading about yeah. and watching and stuff. is is really good. Yeah. But yeah. I would say from your newsletter as well, the one bit I do really like is, was it classed as a news section that you were just on about? But your things when it's like, this is what's happening with Facebook. Here's something from Twitter. Like, them little yeah. bit, them changes. Like, I, because the thing is, I don't see them anywhere else. Not that I actively look for them, but it's not something that's directly in your face. Yeah. Just like the small changes. So what I do is it's a section called News in Five and I go through, like, I get loads of different newsletters and emails and stuff like that, like daily updates or things like that. And I just go through and pick out the five top news stories from the last month that I feel are most relevant to probably small business owners um, is the target audience for that newsletter. So I kind of think if I was a small business owner, which of these would impact me the most and then pick them out? Um, I'd say about Three, four months ago, it was dominated by Twitter. 
Um, at the moment, it's Facebook who's dominating the news section. They seem to be bringing out lots of little updates and stuff that will be really relevant to people. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's it's my newsletter, I would say it, but I think it's quite a useful <laughs> little tool because we pull out interesting content, share my views on things, my input, and just the actual news, you know, stuff that's yeah. not my view on things. It is just what is happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just um, one last quick update from me. Obviously, in the last episode, the solo episode, I talked about um, onboarding new clients. Yes. And that's kind of influenced the topic that we're going to do today, which we'll get on to in a second. But it's quite interesting because um, this week I've had some more work come in and it was from none of them three sources. In, <laughs> it, it was kind of a new source, which I thought was worth just bringing up for anyone who has listened to the last episode. Um, it's current clients like asking for more work, okay, more yeah. stuff to be delivered. Yeah. Um, so I've had two or three, two clients this week, I think, email me and say, love what you're doing, but we also want to do this as well, which... He's a, he's a great source yeah. of new <laughs> yeah. business as well. Um, so if you've listened to the last episode, that's a fourth way to build your, your client list almost, but build your workload and uh, as a freelancer. So yeah. just thought I'd drop that in. Yeah, because it's been, especially if I look back over the past two or three episodes that we've been recording, it sounds like each time there's more and more work that seems to be coming to you. Like, I don't know. Um, obviously, once since we've been doing these catch ups, you kind of get that. But it seems like this has been one of the busiest times for you. I, I know I don't want to say recently because of everything that's been going on, but I'd say definitely the there always seems to be something new kind of now that's coming through. Definitely, I'd say I think this is probably one of the busiest new business periods in in my freelancing career so far. I don't think it's the busiest I've been. Um, in terms of the amount of work I've got, but in terms yep. of new clients coming in and, and potential clients, the thing that is frustrating is that some of them are taking a, lot, a bit longer to go through the pipeline at the moment because of yeah. the situation we find ourselves in. Um, mm-hmm. Funds are an issue, so people are really keen to get going, but it's just taking probably something that would normally take two, three weeks to get signed off is maybe taking two months so some of the people i'm talking about have been on that journey the whole time we've been talking about this but i am still getting new bites as well so which is really is really good yeah that's good then and it wouldn't be a client update without me asking how's the how's the potential big client going (laughs) no no news on that at the moment unfortunately but i have spoken to somebody else who's doing some work uh with them um okay and their stuff seems to be progressing which is quite promising because um without going too much into it there was basically a, a brief put out and you could try and hit the brief and i couldn't hit the brief but i'd come up with something that kind of ran alongside it so i've pitched yep. that to them um so i appreciate it's not the top of the list because they wanted this but I know somebody yeah. who is delivering, is part of a team who's delivering what they actually asked for, oh, and theirs is cool. progressing. So it's good to hear that because I think once that's okay. kind of started moving along, they might come back to my bits afterwards. But yeah, I've had I've had contact with them, but nothing's really changed. Uh, but yeah. I will right. keep updating. <laughs> yep, and I'll keep asking. 
It's going to be really awkward when I get that phone call with the two and we're not doing anything anymore. And I'm like, just ask this week, Tom. Don't ask this yeah, week. Don't, don't ask. What does the bush end look like? But yeah, no, I think that's good. Good catch up there. And we'll um, get yeah. into today's topic, which is a, a little bit different. Um, but we had discussed this on the last podcast. So yeah, we'll see you on the other side. So normally at this point in the podcast, we randomly generate a topic for us to discuss. Um, but as we've said, we're always looking to hear from you guys. And we have on this one. Um, at the end of the last podcast that me and Tom did together, you might remember us saying we were looking to do some kind of debate around a topic. And we think possibly, a, a, not the perfect topic, but it's possible to do it with this one. So we are going to do a bit more of a debate style um, on this on today's episode of the podcast and the topic we've been suggested comes from my last episode where I said um, like your network is how you get uh, a way to get new business and I said but I wasn't a fan of networking um, necessarily so somebody said I'd love to hear why that is um, who'd listen to the pod so I said okay fine we'll we'll dive into that so what we're going to do is me and Tom have done a little bit of just general research into networking and we're gonna take a side each in a minute. Alexa is gonna. Um, oh, she spins it off. Sorry, I was trying not to set her. It's twelve degrees Celsius. Set her off by saying her name. But we're gonna get her to flip a coin for us, and then um, that will decide who gets which side of the argument. So you're obviously aware that I'm not a fan of networking. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping to be against networking. But I think it'll be a challenge. It'll be an interesting challenge if I get four. Tom, we were discussing before we came on, said he's kind of in the middle, but would probably be more against than four. So we'll probably both after that against. I'm gonna let you pick whether or not you want heads or tails. I'm gonna go with heads. Okay, you're going heads, circle, tails. Alexa, flip a coin. You got tails. Tails. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I've got some stuff I want to get off my chest. I'm gonna okay. go against. I'm <laughs> gonna go against. Okay. I'm gonna go against networking. So, do you want do you want me to start or do you want? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Just before you start, we're kind of doing this as. Obviously, if we have our own personal views in this, then yeah, kind of chuck them in. But hopefully we can try and maintain a for and against, even if we slightly disagree with it. Yeah, I think we'll probably uh, come to a point in the, where it just becomes a bit of a discussion, but we're going to try and yes. stick to for and against as much as we can. So I will start off by saying I'm not a- against networking in terms of meeting new people and building your network. I am partly against, careful not to completely slam it, but structured networking events within the business community. And I'm just going to start off with one reason why is that I feel it's you're either a part of the club or you're not part of the club. And if you're part of the club, part of that networking group, you will get the business, but if you're not part of that group, you don't get any of the business, which I understand is kind of the premise, but you're also expected to only give business 
two people within that group. So I know a few designers, but if I'm part of a networking group, I'm expected to give the work to the designer in that group, no matter of their ability or how well suited they are for the job. I have to give it to that person in order to be yeah. to receive the work back, not giving it to the person who I think is best suited, who isn't part of that group. So I hate the fact that it's a bit of a club. That's one of the reasons I yeah. am against networking. Against it. Okay. I mean, I'm going to obviously completely flip that on its head before I move into another point of, well, the pro of that is because you, you know them people, you can almost rely on that type of work coming through, but the same thing of that idea that people like doing business with people that they know. So yeah, if you know, if you know someone and you're, you're happy with that, you, you've already got that part there. So if you're wanting to do some form of business with someone, you already have the person in the back of your head. You already feel comfortable with them because you're meeting them up and either if it's different events or you've just met them before. So you've got that network already built with them. Um, I would, I'd say that's a good pro for that really. Yeah, that's a good counter-argument. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, another pro of it, a lot of mine is, um, as for the network side of stuff, is as if you was to be going full on to like some form of networking event sort of thing. I know there's different parts of networking in general. Yeah. But one, one definite uh, pro for it, I would say, is it's just that it's getting you out, like, it kind of breaks up that little routine. Unless, I mean, even if you are doing it all the time, it either gets you out of the routine you're in or it gives you that sort of structured routine depending on which way you are you are looking at that. But it's something, especially something we've spoke about before, it's getting you out of that comfort zone. It's going and doing that face-to-face of meeting new people, which hopefully would push you as a person, get you more comfortable. So once you're then in that place, it then potentially becomes easier where you're not just trying to, sell something but you can openly just say to someone look i can do this for you would you like this business yeah i i would accept that i would say <laughs> that <laughs> in my against position is that my experience of people who are in the networking community it almost not becomes an addiction but they feel that they can't not go um, they have to go for whatever reason that is. I've tried to book meetings with people and they've said, no, I've got to go to this networking event. Um, it's a bit like like a cult sometimes, like you've got to be part of it or else you're not part of it. And I think the issue some people might fall into is finding that they've got confidence within that specific environment, but they're not building wider confidence within... Like they're fine talking to the people at that networking event, but if you put them in a general networking event, they might not be as good at it. Yeah. So my next against point is cost. It can rack up massively. Just looking at two of the big names, I'm not going to name them, but people who are in the business world will have come across them. One of them has a from what I can see online, uh, £435 membership fee a year, plus meeting fees. So for that £435, you don't actually get to go to any of the events. You still have to pay for every event on top of that. And if you don't go to the events, you can lose your membership. So you have to pay the extra membership fees. And the other big one is about half the price of that. It's um, £240 a year. 
and the meeting fees again are five pound. Um, so I think it is very much made out that they're doing you a favour. But at the end of the day, they are businesses, some of these big networking events, and their business is getting people in a room. They they will say their business is to help your business, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's to make them money. Um, And I feel it can get quite expensive. And when you're a new small business, I I went to one of them where that, that top price one, I went to one of their meetings within my first couple of weeks of starting my business. <laughs> no money, you know, not yep. signed a client yet, and I'm being faced with £435 a year plus £10 a meeting fee, so that's another 520 quid. So you're looking at 950 quid across the year just on networking with no guaranteed return. It was... It could be quite daunting. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if I was to throw my <laughs> four back at that because you're you're paying that cost to obviously be in that room which is could hopefully either get your business from directly within that room or if it is based off like if it is meeting people who could then potentially refer you on to somewhere else depending on what you price your product or service at that cost could quite easily be if you're there for a month, even though you've paid for that full year, you could potentially cover that cost almost immediately because yeah, there's yeah. then people in that room and it's getting you there. Um, because yeah, because there's then people there instead of you just say just aimlessly trying to walk around somewhere and get some attention, you're paying to be in that room that's already full of people that will talk to you. Yeah. So your cost there could be just absorbed almost immediately depending on your price structures and depending on how fast you can make your sales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, take that one. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'd say another four as well is say if you used to go to multiple of these events and you either start crossing paths with people or you go to enough where you start becoming a name there, if you can really push and shine yourself as being almost like the expert in what you are doing that all that then can start to open you up so people want to come to talk to you because they know you're the best at what you do which could then hopefully lead to other things or potential sales and that all might also mean that if someone sees that you're going to an event there they might then go to that event just to come and speak to you if they can't get in touch with you any other way or if they've heard that, oh, there's this big marketing expert that's at an event, um, I need to get there to go speak to them. Don't know exactly who it is, but I'll obviously look around and go from there. It's pulling them people to you just from you, with you continuously going and showing your worth and showing what you can do. Okay, yeah, I, I would I would agree with that, um, and I'd say the potential con of that though is that if you're drawing the people you is a networking event what you need or is it like i've said um before about like maybe a speaking event that you run where you're the speaker um Mm -hmm. now they're the kind of without slipping onto the far side they're the kind of networking events i enjoy where there's something else happening so I, i do meals out you know and go networking it's more about having a meal out with people in the business community and you 
happen to network while you're there. Um, going to an event where there's some speakers, you might speak to people in the cafe area and network there, but it's not network. It's not forced networking, which brings me on to my third against point, which is that it is very forced and very structured. Um, I've been to networking events and you turn up and it's great for people who don't have confidence and great for people who maybe wouldn't network otherwise. But when you turn up and you're told you are going to speak to three people for a minute, there's no real bond being built there in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You just, it then becomes a selling event rather than a relationship building event. You're just selling your wares in a minute and hoping that the person at the other side of the table is interested and then they sell to you for a minute whether or not you actually care about what they do. Um, And it's just all very forced, structured and I don't think it develops proper relationships um, that you would get just from mingling and chatting. But yeah, Yeah. that's, that's my final point from the against side. That's your final point. Yep. Okay. Um. Very much again. Uh. With you there. My one. I'd say my little counter argument to that is, even though there is that structure there and it does feel that little bit forced, and you are in a position potentially where someone is just trying to sell to you, and it doesn't. They don't really matter what it is that you're saying. That still has the potential that could spark an idea that you haven't thought of. If, you, yeah. uh, if you're in a position where someone's telling you about something that they do, it might not be something you've heard of before or not something you know too much about. So listening to that could potentially start something spinning in your head of, oh, I could maybe try moving to that market or, oh, that's giving me a great idea or I can twist something I do to become that. Um, I mean, we definitely know from the amount of conversations we have, we start talking about one thing and... <laughs> We end up about 100 metres away with a completely different idea, but it's all stemmed yeah. from that one first part. Yeah. 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 So have you got a final four point? Um, that was kind of my big four, that, well, my final four that kind of twisted into the yeah, um, that's fine. reverse of yours, I think. Uh, I think yeah. it's, it's, interesting, it's an interesting one because there are, like, I've looked into some of the stats and there's definitely positive... When you look at the stats, you would think, why would anyone not go networking? You know, the amount of revenue these networking events claim to have built um, for companies. Um, And there's some stats about filling jobs and stuff like that through networking and how many jobs are filled through networking and that kind of thing, which I think is really interesting. I just my experience of the actual events the networking events as as never i've never gone wow that was amazing i felt that really worked um and yeah. I, that's why i'm kind of against it. i'm not against networking and i think going to speaking events and expos conferences um like meals out you know like business meals and that kind of thing really do they're, they're much more beneficial, in my opinion, um, than yep. going to a, a, a structured networking event. But I know plenty of people who swear by them. So 
it's yeah. it's not one. I I, th- I think it's it definitely boils down to quite a few things. I think I think one big thing is the type of person you are. Yeah. I think that that it that is going to it's going to suit you or it's not going to suit you, but that depends on how you are. I also think it's down to what type what stage in your business you are as you were saying like when you've gone in as your first thing you don't have the funds it's like you're not fully yeah. set up and stuff yet i that would definitely differ for if you've been in the industry for 10 years doing that thing um, yeah. and i did have another point that i was going to tailor into well, I, I was just going to say off the back of that about where you are in your business journey. When I first started, I didn't know really anyone in the business community. So if I'd have gone to a, a conference or whatever, I probably would have just walked around on my own and maybe every now and then spoken to somebody who I bump into that I don't know. But by because now two years into it, I know quite a lot of faces, I can go to an event, walk up to someone, start talking to them because I know them, like, yeah. you know, on a friendly basis, I know them to talk to. And then they'll start speaking to somebody else who I then end up talking to and kind of network a bit more organically like that um but yeah there are people who are trying to sign people up to the networking event and it just it can just feel a bit sales heavy and i just i think my message is is that if it's right for you and it make and you can make it works for you then don't not do it but if you're somebody who's going it it is a bit cult-like and I definitely, I didn't enjoy it, but everyone was saying how great it was, and I did feel a bit like, am I missing something here? Because this doesn't feel right, but everyone's saying how great it is. And it's just like, if you're that person who's starting out now, and you're going to these events and thinking, this is just not for me, but everyone's saying how great it is and how much I need to do it, I'd just say, don't worry about that. Like, find something else like at the moment there's loads of it's a lot harder to network on them but there's loads of great events happening online that you can jump on and i always think when i go to an event i'm always thinking what's the thing at that even if i make no networking contacts at is there something else i'm getting out of this uh for the ones there's like a curry event that i used to go to i'm going out for my tea you know worst case yeah. scenario I have a nice meal out best case scenario i'm making new contact if yeah. i go to a speaking event Best case scenario, I hear, I get to meet new people, make new contacts, and hear a speaking event. Worst case scenario, I sit and hear a great speaking event. Like that's why I like them because there's no, you never lose out on them. Yeah, there's always something to take away, um, and it's not sitting down opposite somebody who you have no affiliation with and no re- need for, and being sold their services for two and a half minutes or whatever it might be. Yeah. No, I'd completely completely agree with that. I think what I'm going to do is put out a poll on my social media, maybe a couple of days after this has been out, and yep. see can I get a gauge for what everyone's thoughts are on this about whether networking is a good thing or a bad thing, uh, whether yeah. they're for or against it. Um, so obviously, people who don't listen to the pod might jump on that, but if you do listen to the pod, make sure to keep an eye out for that and vote and let us know um, what your thoughts are on this. Is there anything else you wanted to? say before we round round off no my final point was kind of around some of the other stuff that i was saying about like where you are what type of person you are but yeah what you're selling as well yeah <laughs> like um like them sort of events i feel 
kind of tailored to certain services and products. Not all the time, not all the time at all, but I feel like there's certain products you could be selling that turning up to that type of event might not work out as well for you as yeah. something else. It, 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 on that point, just very quickly, you need to find the event where your customers are yeah. and the place where customers are might not be a generic networking event you'll find in a networking event there's lots of business service providers uh, lawyers accountants that kind of thing go to networking events because everybody in the room needs a lawyer and accountant um whereas if you're a specialist drill supplier for a specific industry your client might probably won't be in that random room of yeah 20 people so Mm -hmm. yeah Definitely have a think about what it is that you're selling and, and where them people might be. But yeah. yeah, stay tuned for the last bit where we're going to talk about some things you should be keeping an eye out for and checking out. So this time around, to round off the pod, we're going to be sharing a couple of things with you that we've seen and we think you should check out. Mm-hmm. Um, we always try and vary this last bit to, to keep it fresh each week. Um, and this time it's going to be like, um, I think like is yours like a marketing kind of thing you've seen, Tom, that we think is quite cool for other people yeah. to see. Um, so yeah, mine is if you've if you're part of my newsletter, you will have hopefully already seen this. Um, this is this is so good that Tom sent it to me ahead of me sending the newsletter out and was like. Yeah you need to see this because normally I send stuff to Tom that I like and he was like, you need to see this. Yeah. I had seen it. Um, but yeah, so if, you've, if you're if you a fan of Burger King, you might have already be aware of this, but they've just kind of... It's a, it's an old campaign, I believe, that, that's happened, um, but it's just kind of been released how big this campaign was. And basically they decided to sponsor Stevenage uh, Football Club um, in order to get themselves into the FIFA game and the results of it have they've just been setting challenges and stuff and the results of it have been absolutely incredible I'll let you go and watch the video and see some of the more stats but just little things like Stevenage sold out their shirts for the first time in the history of the club like the impact on Stevenage as well is is incredible and one other thing I noticed in the video was they're like they're saying all about all these big end of campaign things that like the results, but like you look like some of the streamers that were talking about it, their videos themselves have had like two hundred fifty thousand views or whatever, yeah. and you just think just from that alone, the amount of exposure they've gained. But instead of spending loads of money sponsoring the game and being on an advertising hoarding in the stadium and nobody really taking any notice, they've spent a fraction of the money sponsored Stevenage Town and gained huge reputation within the gaming community and yeah. brand exposure. It it's absolutely genius. It's it's crazy. Um that's one of the things I'm hoping they continue it into the next FIFA. Because, uh, I mean the thing is as well, because the whole ploy of it was you could upload your video and you could then get free depending on like which challenge it was you're something. doing. Yeah. yeah, free burger, free nuggets, something like that. Um there's a new FIFA out every year. If there's updated kits, they can kind of spin it off that. They could come up with maybe a few new challenges, but they could definitely keep that going for a while. It's just, it's just like what I loved about it was showed that even the big brands are trying to think of more effective ways of more cost-effective and creative ways of um, building their brand. And at the end of the day, I think 
you can spend as much money as you like, but if you're not creative, it's just going to blend into the background. I've always said yeah. that I think just paying for an advert in like a paper or a, a leaflet drop or something like that isn't worthwhile. But if you can do them things in a creative way, it becomes a lot more worthwhile. And I'm I'm going to promote social media because that's my job. But at the end of the day, that campaign has become successful because of the sharing on social media, not necessarily traditional platforms, but like Twitch and stuff like that. And then them releasing the campaign review recently has meant that everybody else has now seen Burger King. Yep. And if you did a really creative ad in a, a print, uh, let's say in The Guardian or something like that, if you did a really creative ad in there, you would still get loads of exposure through social media. I'd argue most of your exposure would come through social media because that's where people actually share the stuff that they like and it becomes a viral hit. Um, But without that creativity, you're never going to get that that, um, extra boost from it all. So, yeah, an an incredible campaign. If you search for Burger King Stevenage, it comes up on Google um, and there's... A little video on YouTube that just kind of explains what what's been happening with it all. But yeah, yeah. really cool campaign. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It's good. It'd be good to look at. Um, my mind was just wondering as you was talking about <laughs> your say if it was an ad in the paper and how you'd make that creative sort of thing. And I don't know why my mind went to this. It does random things like this sometimes. But all I was picturing was a window repair service that had bought an ad. <laughs> But for the full spread of the like the full page of the paper, that looked like a cracked window. So you know someone opens it and they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what's happened to the page sort of thing? And then realise it's for like a window repair thing through that that was like where my mind went as soon as you said try and think of something creative for that sort of thing. It's just doing something different, isn't it? Because if you did like a tradition a, re- a window repair company and I have a picture of nice windows, say the name of the company, here's the services we offer, here's our number, here's our website. It, that's that's as far as that's going. But if you yeah. if you can create something that's a bit different and catches people, catch their eye, uh, as I like to use that phrase quite a lot, yep. um, that then you'll go so much further. But yeah, mm-hmm. over to you, Tom. What what is the thing that you want to share with the listeners this week? It's um, we're going back to the trailers, the adverts that we did uh, recently. It's the new Love Cinema advert. As cinemas across the country, across the world, are kind of reopening, um, they've thrown together this advert with the music to the late, uh, late shine song. This, you know, the, this little light of mine. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a version of that at the start of it. It's only thirty seconds long by a band called Ren Collective. Um, I've started listening to them off the back of this, but then they've kind of done their own mix of one as well that fits with the rest of the trailer. And the way the trailer works is it's showing small clips for all the upcoming films for the rest of the year, nice. as well as throwing in old classic sort of films. Like you're seeing stuff for like the new Wonder Woman coming out, and then all of a sudden there's a little clip from Hot Fuzz, like you know stuff like that. <laughs> like, um, but the way the music works perfectly in sync with, like you've got your added, like almost like the noise of a punch or someone gets punched. Um, or like gunfires or explosions stuff like that that's mixed in with the song itself but also the uh, you see the actual visual effect on the screen through 
whichever trailer it is. Right. Okay. And I, I thought, it, I thought it was absolutely brilliant, and it definitely spurred an idea for me for with doing all this editing that I'm kind of moving into is taking that sound clip and recreating something similar later on in this year for trailers that have come out for advertising films in 2021. I think that's a really, really cool idea. I've, I've not seen, you mentioned the advert just before we jumped on the recording. I said, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm definitely going to go check it out. And again, it's doing something a little bit different, you know, the... Yeah. Normally, you would see an advert for a film or for a cinema, but not all of the films together with one soundtrack. So, doing something a little bit different caught your eye and then gone on and inspired you. And, like you say, it's worked for everybody in the same way the Burger King one has worked for Stevenage in terms of them selling out their shirts. This has worked for the band because now you're listening to their music, and I'm sure other people are as well. So, a, a great ad or a great campaign benefits everybody involved not just the product or service that's that's being sold is what i'm taking from this so oh, what, yeah. what would you, what would you say we have to search to find that if we just put in love, love i would cinema just search or? the new love cinema advert um, right it okay. should be up there um it's on two different youtube channels there's the warner brothers one and i think just the standard love cinema one both it's exactly the same advert um, nice. It'll definitely come up because it's got quite high views on it. But yeah, it's only it's only a minute and a half of your time to listen to. It just gives you that feel good feeling of that cinemas do. You know, when you sit down for that yeah. new big blockbuster film, it gives you that because, especially with the trailer covering all sorts from like kids movies to big action scenes, just everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think as well if you. Um get round to doing the editing thing we'll i'll share that on my socials so people can have a look if, if you're happy to but yeah, yeah be interesting oh, yeah. to see and um yeah it, it's it is amazing what effect these like people think of like marketing and advertising just about making money but if you make a good campaign it can inspire people to do loads of different stuff so best of luck with the the editing of that thank you but yeah i think that's everything for today's episode um let us know what you thought about the new debate kind of style. Um, we're probably, we might do it in the next one, we might not, don't know, we'll wait and see. Um, and if there's anything you ever want us to cover, as always, just drop me a message at the MJ social. Um, if you can share this pod, subscribe to it, leave a review. We ask every week, but it really would make a difference if you've not already. Um, we know how many reviews we've got. We know how many listeners we've got. There's a few of you haven't yet. So if you could leave a review, that would it would be great for us, really. Um, we're just trying to reach to, out to more people. Um, and if you've got any general feedback, like the sound quality is rubbish or something like that, just tell us. Um, we, we always want to make it as good as we can for you guys. But yeah, until next time, thanks for listening.